Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Wednesday Night Flex, a weekly look at high school sports in the ATX. Go to flxatx.com and follow at FlexATX on social media. And now, here's Zach Lucero, Cameron Parker, and the Flex family. Wednesday Night Flex on the Horn. Flex, ATX. I never heard like I didn't know that that beat like dropped. This is like as long as I've <laughs> we've gone without started intro. I never heard it. Um, I never heard like the whole song. But it's a Wednesday night. Time to talk high school sports here in the ATX. Here in the five one two. I'm your host Zach Lucero at Zach Ain't Whack on my social media at FLX ATX for our social media. We are joined, I would say as always, but he's uh, he missed the last one. Behind the glass, Mr. Cameron Parker. Cameron, how are you doing? Oh, Zach, it's glad to be back. Missing Nolan Hogan though. We're missing we're missing uh, the prodigy. We're missing yeah, we're missing the we're missing the baby goat Nolan Hogan for uh, undisclosed injury. He just hit us with the hey, I'm not gonna make it. So uh, we had we had to pull up we had to pull up Audible and get our boy KV Corey back in the stew. It's been a while, KV yeah, Corey. Yeah, in the mix, you know. what I'm saying, hey, we all working though. Can I see you out there? Can be working heavy, like he's out in the streets grinding. So respect to you, Cam. You I appreciate, it, man. You too, man. We're all, we're all it's we're all grinding, right? That's true. That's true. Cameron Parker is basically the voice of everything but UT athletics at this point. Honestly, if if you follow any type of sport, any sort of broadcast, that's not. On Longhorn Network, it's it's probably uh, Cameron Parker on the call, um, but Cameron Parker missed the last show because you were at the uh, the Round Rock baseball banquet. How was that, Cam? Yeah, it was great. Uh, special thanks to the Round Rock Booster Club for having me out. Uh, a great end of the season for the Round Rock baseball team. Hopefully, hopefully next week we may have some of the guys on the show, including a potential first round MLB draft pick. I won't name names. Travis Sakura. Okay, there we go. Um, but hopefully we'll see. Would love to get them on, but uh, thanks to Round Rock and only a couple days left in the high school baseball season, Zach. As we'll get to here in a little bit. So, did you like get an award? No, at the, at the banquet. No. Did you have to? Did you get, did you take a date? Like all the high school. No, kids? It's, it's it was a high school baseball banquet. I'm were not going to bring a date. Were you the to host it. or no? Yeah, we were the voice of the, the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you the MC? No, I just enjoyed the free food and the slideshow. Oh. You, was, what, was, did they put your pictures in there? I, apparently, I was in it. I, I didn't get there nice. in time to see the pictures of myself. Fashionably so. late, huh? Yeah. What were you rocking? I think just probably what he's wearing right now. No <laughs> honestly, probably just a polo, polo and khakis. I don't know. Ball cap. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't really. I, I didn't dress. I didn't dress up like Corey did for prom uh. that, that we got into before the show. Prom slash uh, my prom fit was every other news segment apparently. Yeah, yeah, don't share the secrets now. Speaking of uh, of baseball, I, I think it's only right that we um, that, that we that we talk about that really quick. Uh, Rouse baseball um, loses one round short of the state tournament. They lost in game three of a three game series to Bernie Champion. Uh, they won the first game nine to three in the series, and then dropped the next two. Um, so, like I said, one round short of the state champ of the state tournament for for the Rouse Raiders. Uh, in that in that game three, Rouse led four to three in the fifth inning, and then Bernie Champion uh, got hot, scored three runs in the bottom of the fifth, and then six more in the sixth inning uh, to win that game nine to four. 
Uh, Rouse left 10 runners on base in that one, so they had plenty of opportunities. And and, and, and this is a school that didn't win their district, so they kind of just got hot at the right time. And, and and when you're playing with fire like that, there's sometimes there's, sometimes it helps you out and sometimes you get burned. So run, run, leaving 10 runners on base um, that definitely burned them there. That Rouse finishes the season 23-12-1. And, and uh, Mikey Caputo led Rouse with three hits and then Rainer Heinrich with two in that game three. So Bernie Champion will move on to the 5A semifinal tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. All of this happening at Dell Diamond. They play Argyle, who's 34-10-2. The other semifinal in 5A, Magnolia West and Frisco Reedy, is taking place also at the Dell Diamond at 4 o'clock. Uh, but then, Cameron, a game that I think maybe you might have a little bit more insight to because you uh, you got to see this this team uh, up up close and personal when they played uh, when they played your Dragons. Westlake moves on to play in the six A state tournament. They swept uh, they swept San Antonio Johnson, a school that's knocked out plenty of Austin area teams. They swept mm-hmm. they swept Johnson two nothing. Uh, then game two of the series, uh, they won three to one in eight innings. So one inning of, you only play seven in high school. So they won three to one in extras. Scored one run in the seventh inning and then two runs in the eighth. Aiden Bennett, who's the nine-hole hitter, had the RBI single in the seventh to force extra innings. Uh, Ty Shapiro, who's a defensive placement defensive replacement late in that game, uh, had the go-ahead RBI um, in the eighth inning. That was his only at-bat in the whole series, and he hits an RBI that, <laughs> that, that helps clinch um, a state tournament berth. Um, so, but the cool thing about that game, what I was reading on, uh, on Statesman, um, that game ended at a play at the plate. So... Um, outfield assist from Brandon Babb to catcher Ben Longoria um, had uh, iced the game and, and, and yeah. sent Johnson home and sent Westlake to the state tournament. Uh, great pitching performance from Jack Brady. Went six innings, only giving up one run. Westlake's first state appearance since 2009. Um, so Westlake will play Pearl Land, Corey Moses School, uh, mm. in, in the first round of the 6A semifinals, or first round of the 6A tournament. Pearl Land is 37-6-1. That game is 7 o'clock. On Friday, in the other semifinal for 6A, Cy Woods, who's 38 and four, plays uh, Louisville Flower Mound, who's 35, 10 and two. That game's at four on Friday. In the finals for 6A, which hopefully we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll see Westlake playing, and will be on Saturday at four o'clock. But uh, Cameron, I mean, you saw Westlake um, take down our, arguably one of the best teams that we've had, uh, kind of in the Round Rock area in a long time, in the Round Rock Dragons. What, what do you think makes uh, Westlake so good this year? They're so deep. This is the team that. Coach Blair has been building for two years. He says he's got 23 seniors on this team, and you mentioned Ty Shapiro coming off and making, you know, getting the driving in the go-ahead run, the defense. I mean, they don't. It's not just one or two guys. They have. Well, Coach Blair believes he has eight guys of the bullpen that can come in and pitch any time he wants to, and he believes he has he has the nine guys in the lineup, and then many more on the bench that can come in, and and it showed. There's not a lot of high school teams that. Have this depth, but they're loaded. And case in point, I mean, Chance Covert, number one starter for most of the year, kind of struggled the first two games in the playoffs, but it was Jack Brady and Nathan Duvall who have really stepped up. And then the last two, three games, now Chance Covert, who didn't make it out of the, the second inning in his first two starts in the playoffs, he's gone to the sixth inning in his last three. So he's heated up. Duvall, who Coach Blair called the MVP of the baseball team, I mean, he's been phenomenal. He was great in the Round Rock series. He was great against San Antonio Johnson. And the same goes for Jack Brady. I think both guys kind of had a little bit of injuries in the, earlier in the season or earlier in the, in the school year have kind of you know worked their way back up, and now they're really hitting their stride. And Westlake, they're playing the best baseball out of any team in the state, I believe. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see them play against Pearland. Uh, they're ranked number one in the coaches' poll. Westlake number three in the coaches poll and Max Preps has them has them flip flop with Flower Mound at, at number two, who one of these two schools most likely will face. So it's gonna be a really exciting week. But Westlake is just they're battle tested. We mentioned Round Rock. Round Rock was a top ten team in the state who had to beat another top ten team in the state, San Antonio Reagan, the week before to get in. They knock off Round Rock, they take down San Antonio Johnson, who was ranked at least sixth or seventh in the state. And now you're facing Pearland, who's ranked number one. So this is the Westlake team that, you know, they aren't afraid of any challenge. And they are loaded depth-wise. And it's a really good year for Coach Blair. It feels like all the pieces are finally coming together for a Shaps baseball team that has kind of been chasing Lake Travis, right, for the better half of the last couple decades. Yeah, and then we were talking about we talk about this like every time we talk about high school baseball on this show. And I think that's that's how the game has changed so much. You talk about Westlake's depth. 
it used to be just like a guy off the bench that, that could run fast. That would be the pinch runner, or a guy off the bench that could give you a couple clutch hits and then was going to go study law at the, at the next level. But Westlake has Division One depth. They have college baseball playing depth. And my high school baseball coach used to always say, um, I, want the best, I want the best nine, not the nine best. So he wants the best nine players, the, the, best t- the best nine that plays as a team as opposed to just nine good players that you can put onto the field. So, I mean, Westlake, I, I, I think, has a big, uh, a big hurdle in Pearland, but if they can do it, I'd, I, I think you're talking kind of team of destiny type thing and, and the run that they've had taking out a school like Round Rock. Um, but a couple more things to note while, uh, while Cameron Parker gets our, our, our coach guest on the line. Uh, one thing really cool, Corey, that, that, that happened over the weekend um, did you see Garrett Wilson throw the first the first uh, pitch of the Mets game to Brett Beatty? Yeah, that was kind of dope. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Lake Travis connection right there and uh, pretty decent throw. You know, no complaints. You get you get Wilson wearing the, the, the Beatty jersey. You get yeah. Beatty wearing the Wilson jersey. Both of those guys played basketball together at Lake Travis for a year as sophomores, made it all the way to the state quarterfinals. Uh, so just a really cool kind of Austin-y thing that, that, that's still taking place at the next level at the biggest city. Yeah, how like that has to be dope, right? Like just knowing these two guys have grown up together. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Jason Tatum and Kachuk thing, yeah. you know, going to the same high school and now making it to the pros and just being dominant at the pro level. I mean, to have a friend like that, it has to be surreal. Um, and, and and I think uh, the the cool thing about that is like to, the – to be drafted to the same city. It's like yeah. when you go somewhere, like when you go out and like with your one group of friends and then you see like Cameron Parker, like when you go into an event mm-hmm. to, to, to film and then you see Cameron Parker there and you're like, no what? way. You're here too? <laughs> like you're in New York too? Right, Cameron. And speaking of guys you might run into in the high school football landscape, please to join us. McNeil Mavericks head football coach Scott Hermes live from his daughter's flag football practice. Coach, wow. what's up? Hey man, how's it going? I'm doing good. Uh, first off, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on the show. We appreciate it. it's been a long time coming. But first off, I think spring practice just wrapped up for you guys. How are things looking for the Mavs? Hey, pretty good. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of returning starters on both sides of the ball, and then we've got uh, some young guys that uh, part of pretty good pretty good freshman squad last year, and we're excited to have those guys up with us. You mentioned the returning starters, and I was looking over the roster from last year. Now, of course, you lose Brad Wittenberg as your quarterback. You lose Caleb Cooper. But defensively, it looks like you guys are bringing back some incredible players. Uh, I know, I believe you have Tony Shannon coming back, who, who was a great player defensively. And then you have your two cornerbacks, Cam Green coming back, Keegan McBride. So it feels like you guys are really setting up to have a really strong secondary in defense in 2023 and 2024. Yeah, I thought our defense played well last year. Uh, there were some times where we had some struggles, but a lot of those guys were juniors, and so you're right. They'll be back, and, um, you know, we're excited. I mean, uh, you know, Bobby Holland is back, and, and he had a good season for us before he got injured, and uh, Jared Black really came to his own. So, you know, uh, I'm excited about the secondary, but, but there's there's at all levels of that defense, we're pretty we're pretty fired up. McNeil, head of football coach Scott Hermes on the phone. Coach, this is Zach Lucero. I, I was on the sideline um, for, for, for a few years' seasons when you were at Vandergriff um, and then had the opportunity to catch up with you on, on the sideline when Vandergriff played Westlake in the, in, in the, in the, uh, at, at DKR. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't the best game to watch, but luckily it, that meant for us to chop it up on the sideline a little bit more. But, I mean, coaching under a guy like, like, like Coach Sanders and, and just being part of, that, part of that program, that culture over there, and and then getting a job in that same district, the district that you've that you've schemed against for so long. Can you talk about your time at at, at Vandergriff and then what you're able to take from that job uh, into the McNeil one? Yeah, um, man, I, I owe Drew so much. Uh, Coach Sanders was uh, amazing to work for as a not just a football mind, but but how to run a program and, and at all levels, all sports and. Uh, I, I probably learned more from from him as far as how to how to be an athletic coordinator. Um, you know, and, and the value of relationships with kids and families. Uh, I don't know that anybody does it better than what he does over there. And just building a culture, and you see what he's built, and obviously what, what Vandegrift has become, and that's what we're trying to do over at McNeil. 
And then, Coach, talk about that district that you guys are in. I, I feel like in a year there could be – I mean, people are going to pick Vandergriff and Round Rock to be at the top, but, I mean, in a year you get to school like, you're, like, like you guys, have, having, start, having a great start to the season and, and really putting some people on upset alert. You get Cedar Ridge that's always kind of poised to have a very good offensive year. Uh, I mean, I mean, Westwood has has made it to to state in seven on seven, so you know they have the talent and the skill positions. Um, can you just talk about how tough and, and and how how balanced and the type of parity that you guys have in that district? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, we've got to, you know with Vandergriff and Round Rock up there. I mean, they're perennially going to be uh, a really really good teams, and then the rest of us are, you know, are, are fighting for those spots. And uh, you know, I think we've we started to close the gap with some of those better teams and. Uh, and you know I'm excited this year. I think that I, I think last year we showed that we could compete uh, with those other teams in the district. Um, you know I, I saw a stat that we were, you know, had five games that we you know lost by one touchdown or less, and that was like third in, in all of the state of Texas. And so when you look at that, you think, well, one more stop, right? One more uh, one more score, um, and so you're you're close. And so sometimes you know. Two and eight doesn't feel close, but whenever you start looking at those five games and and all five of them being one score one score losses, uh, then you start thinking, okay, well, wait a second, we can make some changes and we can uh, we can flip this thing around a little bit. Hey, coach, how you doing? Corey Mose from KVU here. Uh, I'm just interested to know with the spring season wrapping up, what was kind of like the point of emphasis for your squad? Uh, you know, we, it was something that we that I kind of stole from my time at Vandegrift, and it was uh, we talked a lot about ETW and what that means, and it stands for expect to win. <clears throat> and so, you know, there's 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 a reason we when you lose that many close games, you know, uh, and, and you're trying to turn the turn the culture of a place, you've got to get guys to understand that, you know, it's it's great to be on the field competing and and to be right there, but we've got to figure out how to close those games out and. Uh, you know, it's not enough just to be. It's not enough just to be there, right? It, it, it's got to be an expectation. We're going. We're going to win the game, and uh, you know, it's it's however long it takes. You know, if it takes 48 minutes uh, or longer, we're going to figure out how to get it done and come out on top. Coach, you mentioned your relationship with Drew Sanders and your time at Vandergrift, but what was it like for you? As a spectator to watch the run the Vipers made last year to the state tournament, I'm sure there's part of you that you know you want to get your program there, but at the same time, could you step back and at least maybe enjoy that run just a little bit? I was happy for uh, I was happy for those coaches. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys are still there that I used to work with, and and that was probably I think that was the last group. I think that uh, group of seniors were freshmen. Uh, Buchanan and Witt and those guys, they were fresh whenever I was uh, my last year at Vandegrift. So it, it was kind of cool to see those guys have some success. And coming out of spring ball, I mentioned Brad Wittenberg, of course, uh, your quarterback last year, senior, graduated to play lacrosse. But we talked a little bit, I know I saw you at a McNeil baseball game, we talked a little bit about the future of the quarterback position. What does it look like, though, for the Mavericks next season? Man, I got two sophomores that uh, I'm pretty excited about, and uh, – uh, they're different in what they're able to do. Uh, one, one's a, a very talented thrower um, and uh, is, is getting better every day. And, and the other guy is uh, he throws the ball well, but he also brings a different dimension in the quarterback run game. And so, um, you know, I, I expect us to play both uh, at quarterback um, just because they, what they bring to us is so different. Uh, but both are really talented guys and excited to have them. All right, Coach, last one for me. Cameron mentioned that you're at your daughter's uh, flag football game. I saw on social media they're, like, giving scholarships out for girls' flag football now, but I want to know what kind of uh, what, what kind of dad you are on the sidelines. Are you, like, giving your daughter, like, hidden signals for w- when you're reading the offense? Are you, are you a screamer and a yeller, or are you uh, trying to be incognito in the back? I am – extremely incognito in the back uh or i'll be the guy running the chains if i want to talk to her i'll run the chains and uh that's kind of how i give her points i don't usually say too much to her uh, but she's pretty good little quarterback and um if i'm saying something to her it's usually because i'm not real fired up about some of her decision making or body language or something like that but no she's good her, her mom's more of the uh a uh, little bit more into it than what i am I, i'm into it i just Hey, I I do enough screaming and yelling on the sidelines on Friday night, so I try to step back a little bit uh, at, at these things. Got to save your voice for the fall, right, Coach? Hey, before I let you go, um, who are you shouting out? 
hey, all the uh, all the McNeil Mavericks, man. Coach, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. We're not going to talk Liv or Degrom. <laughs> oh, we, we can talk. I mean, I don't know. We got maybe five <laughs> hours of programming to talk Liv and PJ Tour. I'm not sure this is the right uh, time, though, Coach. Maybe, maybe right, tomorrow. Man, I didn't know that any sports sports radio was talking about anything else these days. So, all right, guys, enjoy it, man. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. McNeil yeah. Mavericks head coach Scott Hermes. Uh, Zach, I mean, you mentioned you're on the sidelines for a lot of the runs from the Viper years. I mean, they've had a great defense for many, many years, and Hermes has brought that over to McNeil. And, you know, he's slowly starting to build that program up. It's going to be year four. They, they started off really well last year in non-district play, thought okay, this is the year they're going to make the jump up to maybe the, the fourth spot, the contender for that that fourth and final playoff spot. But he mentioned the, the five losses by one score or more. Usually, you know, that'll even out the next season for a lot of teams across all the levels. So it feels like this next year, um, I mean, the quarterback play was one part I think McNeil could really improve on going into this season, and it feels like Coach Herman is, is really bullish on what they have coming up with some young guns. So it feels like this next season McNeil really can make a jump up in that district that's, that's really tough, but also going to be a lot of younger guys playing with you know the departures of Braden Buchanan and, and a handful of others. Yeah, I, I feel like that district is – it kind of how a lot of the districts are here in the area, like very top-heavy. Like there's definitely mm-hmm. winnable playoff spots in, in all of the districts that we cover. Like like I mentioned to Coach, you, you kind of pencil in or you kind of um, have an inkling that Vandergriff and Round Rock are going to be at the top, but that still leaves two more playoff spots that, that are pretty much anybody's in, in, in this district. Uh, but, but Cameron, you mentioned how normally those kind of one-possession one games will kind of even out by the next year. I mean, normally you see it even out by the end of the season, but that didn't happen with McNeil. I mean, uh, yeah, you, they win. They win the first two in the very next game. They lose by one, and, and I feel like that kind of they, they started out so hot. You get a win over a Del Valley program that I feel like a lot of people were high on with with, with Coach Acosta still being there, um, and the, the the Division One guys that they had. Um, you get a win over Flugerville that a lot of people were, were high on the offensive talent that they had, and then you lose by one to Hendrickson. Um, so that kind of just started this kind of bad luck trend. So if there's a team that's due, it, it, it's definitely McNeil. Um, but but for you, Cam, I mean, uh, Coach, Coach Herman is, is really well, awesome. Real, right? real quick, back on that because those five point, those five losses. I mean, the Hendrickson loss. I mean, they were Vista a fourth, Ridge, a fourth in goal. I, I don't know if it was fourth and goal or fourth and down, but they were one play away from winning that game in starting three and zero. That been the first time in a long time in the season. In the Fister Ridge game, I mean, they let all these games go. Usually, I believe all of these games they led going into halftime, and usually pretty late in the fourth quarter. Just offensively, I mean, a lot of these guys—they're two-way players, right? Defensively, you're going to get tired when you're on the field for a long time, and when your offense isn't putting up a lot of points, something's going to break, right? The levy will break. McNeil was right there. They were—they were right there. I mean, all the Cedar Ridge loss, the Sony Point loss, Westwood, Fister Ridge. Those are four losses where they were a touchdown, a stop away from going, from finishing 0-7 in district play and 4-3, and and you're in the playoffs. Yeah, I like what you say there, but at the end of the day, I feel like with these close games, it always comes down to mental, right? You talk about being tired, you playing both ways, and one, one, one possession game, it always comes down to mentality, who can finish, you know? Oh, and sure. I think with this spring ball, them saying that the motto is expect to win, that's a big deal. And that's why next season we may see them not losing those close games but winning it because now the mentality is expect to win this game and not like, oh, we're in it. You know and, what I'm saying? And I feel like especially at a place like McNeil, in a district like they're in, with, with schools like Vandergriff, with schools like Round Rock, with schools like Cedar Ridge, that's one of the most winningest programs in, in Round Rock as of late, um, with schools like Vista Ridge, adding a school like Maynard, Maybe you don't expect to win mm-hmm. that much, especially when you're when you're a high school kid. I mean, we're going to talk to Heath about that in in, in a minute. But I mean, th- th- there's probably the, the kids at McNeil that are like, okay, we're playing Vandy this week. Like, yeah. we all know how that's going to go. But if you kind of change that culture, like coach is trying to do, to expect to win. I mean, if if you give if you give McNeil a couple more points throughout the season, you're talking about their only losses being to Maynard, Round Rock, and Vandergriff. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's an awesome season. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, a three, playoff three season. really good teams. Yeah, one went to the state title game. Yeah, so I mean, it, how how different is their season yeah. if those are their only losses? I think back to I want to use the Texas Longhorns analogy. The first year Tom Herman was there, there was a handful 
of just catastrophic one-score losses. I think back to Texas-Oklahoma State in overtime when Sam Ellinger threw the interception in the end zone on third or fourth in goal, right? A lot of losses like that. The next season, after Herman, you know, built his culture and built that toughness into his guys, they went to a Power 5, or they went to a, a New York 6 Bowl, excuse me. He knocked off Georgia, right? So a lot of times, like you mentioned, Corey, yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to build your mental toughness. And for a McNeil program that wasn't really football-oriented, right, I think Kilt Termez is the right guy to kind of build that program around. And so I think for a lot of the, the juniors and sophomores that were on the team last year, they went from, you know, because three years ago, McNeil wasn't winning football games, right? They weren't really competing. Then Coach Hermes comes in, and now it's like, okay, we actually, we're good enough to win these games. We just got to finish, right? That's the next step for a lot of high school football programs in the state. So I'm really interested in seeing what the next jump is for Coach Hermes here in year four. Speaking of programs that have taken that next step, we're going to talk to a guy when we come back um, that's going to be a key piece of the Westlake Shaps, especially on offense and on, on the track and field side as well. When we come back, it's a flex. ATX. It's a Wednesday night. The time is 7.28 p.m. It's still sunny outside. That's how you know it's summer. I'm your host, Zach Lucero, at ATX On our social media, we are joined by KVU Corey today. For a couple more minutes. Yeah. What a banger, by the way, that Cam just played. My Corey goodness. knows. Yeah. Corey knows. Cam always has Texas. the deep pulls. Yes, Cam sir. always has the deep pulls. And behind the glass on the ones and twos, hear him every Wednesday night after this at Jackalope downtown on six. Nope. Cameron Parker. <laughs> Definitely not Jackalope. That's for sure. DJ Cam. <laughs> at the aquarium on six. <laughs> I can keep going. Keep going. Give me two. This is Cameron Parker. Cameron, thanks for the bang. Cam- I made fun of Cam on this about this on um, on uh, Zay and Chad show one time. Cameron always has like the deepest pulls. Like, yeah, like you give him the ox and you like play something good, and you think he's gonna play like sicko mode, like some yeah, Drake, yeah, yeah. like and he pulls Mainstream. like some throwback underground chopping <laughs> screwed, like basically like oh he's white, so he's gonna be playing either Drake <laughs> or Little Baby. Is that what you? But see? he says, okay. "Hey, I'm white. Let me surprise him." Yeah, exactly. there we go. I got a trick there up my sleeve. Let me earn my. Let me earn some respect with what I'm about to play. You're invited to the cookout, man. <laughs> I appreciate. it. I've been so looking fun. for that for a while. <laughs> Someone else that would be invited to the cookout. Facts, though. Mr. Heath McCree, Westlake wide receiver, Westlake track star. Soon to be a key, key piece of the 2023 Westlake Chaparral's offense. He thanks for thanks for joining us, bro. Yeah, how's it going? How's it going? It, it, it's going good, man. I, I've been really looking forward to having you on, actually, because um, I, I feel like you're kind of this next generation for Westlake. I mean, because this last year we lost we, we lost Keaton Kubeka, we lost Jaden Greathouse, we lost Colton Vosick, which still kind of felt like guys that were part of that Cade Klubnick kind of era, you know? And that that was still part of the Kate Klubnick, the Todd Dodge, all of that kind of era for Westlake, the back to back to back state championships. Um, but now you have a new head coach. Now you have all new faces along uh, along the offense. And maybe the, the the face that you know is Jack Kaiser, but he's he's not the, the I mean he's definitely that caliber athlete, but he's not the type of guy that's that's posting on social media all the time, that's doing all the interviews the kind of guy that, that Keaton and, and, and Jaden was. So it, I feel like it's super wide open for a player like you to really make your name for Westlake. Does that, does that how it feels for you coming into this next year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we lost a lot of great players, but uh, we still have a lot of studs on our team. So I think we'll still be really solid next year. For and, sure. and, and for you, we, we, we talked about the receiving class that, that left you. Um, for you in terms of playing, playing time and, 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 and impact that you can make on that offense, how are you kind of, um, thinking about your off season in terms of what that can lead to for when the season starts. 
Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm just ready. I'm super excited for next season. I'm ready to show everyone what I can do. I mean, I feel like I'll be our go-to guy this year, which I'm super excited for. I mean, me and me and Paxson have been have been getting some workouts in, working on our timing. I mean, working on just deep balls, a lot of a lot of deep balls. But uh, I think we'll be pretty good next year. Now, for people that haven't seen you play, um, that maybe that know your last name from your brother. You're kind of a different type of type of player than your brother was. So the people that haven't seen you play, how would you how would you describe your game? There's a player that comes to mind um, that played at Georgetown and Drayden Dickman that I think reminds me a lot of you. But for people that haven't seen Heath McCree play, how, how would you describe your your play style? Speed, definitely speed. I I love burning over top of defenses. Like I mean, it's it's the best feeling when you know you this, the defender's five yards behind you and you're about to score. So yeah, I've actually heard that before uh, compared to Drayden Dickman. Do you know him? Yeah, I, I I don't know him, but I've seen his film. He's a stud. Yeah, y'all are kind of similar like looking guys too. But um, I, I and I and I feel like your type of player isn't something that Westlake has really had uh, in a while. I mean, because Keaton Kubeka was kind of that route runner kind of kind of guy. And then Jaden Greathouse was like the like it, talking in like Madden terms, like the spectacular catch guy. Yeah. Um, but then here's you that's that's just a burner, and and I feel like that would kind of ch- change how Westlake's offense has ha- has looked over the past few years. Do you think next year with with you and Paxton and whoever else um, it, it is alongside you at wide receiver, do you think the offense is going to look a little bit different? Uh, honestly, not really, because we have a we have a stud receiver uh, Brody Wilhelm. I think you know of him. He he's a go-to guy for jump balls, which with Jaden was. He's not, I mean, the same guy obviously, but he if we need a go-to jump ball guy, we're throwing it to him. Any any end zone play we need it, we're throwing it to him. So, I mean, for me, yeah, Keen was more of a route runner. I'm getting getting way better and better at route running, but I'm 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 a speed guy to beat the defense over top. So it might be a little difference, but I don't I don't see a big one. And the, and then we we talked about Paxton Land. Um, this quarterback position that that kind of had a, a couple guys running in and out of it last year, um, but it does seem like Paxton is the guy. Paxton's the, the the kind of the veteran in in that quarterback room right now. Um, how how important is it for you to have a relationship with that quarterback? And how is impo- how important is it to a school like Westlake that's kind of known for for having a guy at quarterback to have a guy that can play the uh, every game this season? Yeah, I mean Paxton's gotten better and better every single day. Me and him working on timing every day. We've actually become a lot closer just working out together, and I, I think he has he has definitely has big shoes to fill from uh, Cade, who was not here last year, but the year before. But he's just gotten better and better, and he's going to be a stud this year. I'm I'm super excited to play with him. Yeah, and he, I'm just interested to know, like, when it comes to spring ball, now you have a guy for sure, like it's Paxson, no like quarterback controversy. How does that help you, kind of go into the fall season, already having that relationship through seven on seven? Just su- super confident. I mean. We we throw a lot and we get our timing down, so uh, we're just getting better and better. And knowing that he's going to be there and he'll be our starter, I'm excited. There's nothing I can say, but I'm excited. I'm super super excited for this season. And, and I mean, so we're right across the street from your high school. Yep. Um, but people that people that know your brother, he didn't play. He didn't play at Westlake. So let's kind of get into the the the, the McCrees a little bit. Yeah. And and and, and let's start with your brother. Um, what what's what high school did he play at again? Uh, Lake Travis. I don't like saying it, but he did play at Lake Travis. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he he's a. I mean, he's he's actually fast, believe it or not. But he he's not like he's fast. Right? No, no, no. He's he's not me fast. He's for big sure. guy fast. Yeah, he's big guy fast. He somehow took the height from me. He's six five. I'm not, but I don't know. I don't know. He got he got lucky or something. But I got the speed, so I I can't complain. But we still have a little uh, family bad blood. Every time we see each other, we're always talking about it he's a Lake Travis guy which I actually went there freshman year I don't know if you knew but it was online I didn't like it and all my friends were at Westlake so I transferred back but there's definitely a little bad blood like my dad he was a big Lake Travis guy so when I told him I was going back to Westlake he was not not the happiest but he's he's, he's grown to love Westlake a lot have you gone out to LA yet to visit him I have I, I go out a lot I, I'd say I go out like twice a year and he he loves it out there I barely even hear from from him I uh, we FaceTime like once a week but uh he he loves it out there. He's he's been balling out. What what was it like for him to to learn that you're gonna hey you're gonna have the a new head coach who has coached the last three Heisman quarterbacks? But what was that like for him? He's actually had a uh, three three different coaches that since he's been there. Yeah. But when Lincoln Riley came in, I mean Lincoln Riley knows what he's doing for sure. He's a, he's an amazing coach, and he's become close with my brother. Um, my brother's gonna have a really really great year this year. I can't wait to watch it, but. 
I mean, at, at first it was kind of scary because one coach got fired, then another coach came in, and then another one. It's 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 always scary, but uh, he's grown to love Lincoln, so he's going to love it out there. And having someone like that that you can call any any time at such a big time program, mm-hmm. or even just growing up, like how has he impacted your life on the football field? I mean, I, whatever he did with football, I've tried to learn. He's taught me so much and made me such a better player. If I ever need advice with the recruiting I've been going through, I call him. He he's been through it. He's He's done all of it. Sadly, he didn't get to do any official visits because of COVID, so he didn't get to do that part. But he's helped me so much with talking to coaches, texting coaches. He's just really been there for me every step of the way. So your brother, Lake McCree, who's at who, who's at USC, uh, big time tied in at Lake Travis, um, and then got got injured d- during his high school mm-hmm. career and then ended up at USC. Um, but but seeing – I mean, you mentioned what you've learned about him on the football, football side of things, but seeing your brother – um, go through injury rehab while trying to get recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not have like the end to his high school career that it, that I think he really wanted in terms of um, statistics and, and playing wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. How how have you learned that in, in in terms of just kind of growing as a kid and, and seeing him overcome these obstacles? Uh, it actually helped me a lot because like yeah, injury is a scary thing, but you get over it. Like his senior year, he wasn't even like fully back. Like he he didn't trust himself. But now that he's got up to USC, he's fully healed. He's fully rehabbed. He's he's become a way better player for sure. So, yeah, it's a scary thing. You know you can get injured, but watching him, you know you can come back from it pretty easy too, even though it takes time. And then we talked about the – Corey talked about the recruiting side of things with your brother. Like um, what was it like being in your family, like seeing your brother talk to these coaches, get these letters from these coaches, um, try to schedule official visits that you couldn't yeah. go on? Like what was it like – I mean because you're – you're basically being recruited twice. Like, I mean, you're because when your brother was getting recruited, they're recruiting your family, you know, mm-hmm. yep. to send them to USC. So, what was that recruiting journey for your brother like for you? And then, what is what are some specific things that you'll remember from his recruiting process that you're trying to implement to yours? I I just remember like playing 2K or any video games with him, and then huge famous head coach calling him, and I'm just like, this is like surreal. Like, he had like three coaches call him one night, and I was just like, wow. And, uh, that's that's what I wanted to do. So it's 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 been a blessing for sure. And then so talking going into your career, um, I mean you're 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 playing at Westlake. Um, when you got to Westlake, you you you're getting coached by Coach Salazar. How instantly did you know that you made the right decision and that Westlake was the place for you? Uh, so actually, believe it or not, so I was a basketball guy, and when I got to Westlake, I was just going to do basketball. I wasn't going to play football. But me and my friends just went out and were, like, messing around playing, like, doing one-on-ones and stuff like that. And then they are like, you got to play football. So the first day of school— Your friends said that? Yeah, my, my friends, we were just messing around, and, like, they are like, you got to play football. So I went home, like, first day of school. I told my dad. I was like, Dad, I'm playing football. He was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was just super surprised. But right when I got in there and uh, I got to know the coaches, Coach Salazar, he's an amazing coach. We got uh, Coach Rogers. I think he's the best offensive coordinator in the, in the country. I think we really do have the best coaching staff in the country, like everybody. My receiver coach, Coach Walker, my track coach, he's also assistant assistant receiver coach, uh, Coach Yeager. He's he's always coming in with high spirit and making everyone feel like they know what they got to get done. So first you have to tell your dad you're going to Westlake. Yeah. And then you have to tell your dad Is he you play football. <laughs> no, but he just was super surprised because I didn't play football um, my ninth grade year at Lake Travis. I just did basketball. So he was just like, what are you talking about, surprise? Because it was the first day of school, and he's like, haven't they already started workouts and stuff? I was like, yeah, but I'm going to do it. I know I can, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, so he, he was surprised, <laughs> but he's happy for me now. Yeah. I mean, for a guy that's basically showing up off the street that's after crazy. practices already started, how was that received by the, the coaching staff? How were you received by, yeah, by the coaching staff? <laughs> they, I don't know. Did they, they think you were for real? Like, did they? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they heard about my brother, so they wanted to give me a shot. And then were they like, "Where's the rest of your height?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they probably were. They didn't, they didn't know I was fast at all. Like, I, I went into because I like last year, my sophomore year, I didn't really run track to be honest. Like, I was, I did like two meets, and I never really popped off any crazy time because I'd never really got into it. But um, once, once I did, they, they, they started to like me a little bit. But like my sophomore year of uh spring ball i went in as the bottom receiver like i was probably would have would we had 20 receivers i was the 20th receiver in the depth chart and i had to work my way all the way up to be like the fifth fifth fourth guy last year yeah i mean you mentioned like kind of being buried in the depth chart but i mean a, a guy of your like how at least how fast you are i mean mm-hmm. even to, to, to bury that type of speed there has to be really good guys above you and there were really good mm-hmm. guys above you 
Um, what is something that you that you learned from from guys like like Jaden, guys like Keaton, guys guys like that Westlake has had the last couple of years? Yeah, I didn't realize it, but being behind them has helped me so much. It's made me a way better receiver. Just being behind Jaden, watching him run the route, trying to do what he does, makes me a way way better route runner. Being behind Keaton, Hunter, Luke, we had a bunch of great route runners, and I just learned so much just being a receiver, how to block all the stuff because I was super new to like. Tackle football, I'll say, because I played flag growing up. Set a pick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Trying to play basketball, I guess. But yeah, I I learned a lot being behind behind them. There's some great receivers, and I know they're going to ball out in college. And then, so your brother's at USC. You have one receiver, a couple of receivers that are at Kansas. Mm -hmm. You have another one that's at Notre Dame. How how crazy are your your Saturdays going to be? Trying to watch all your boys. I know it's hard. It's hard, especially. uh, now that I'm getting recruited, but at least, at least your brother's not going to play till like midnight. Yeah, yeah, they be they play really late, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to be hard. Like my parents were saying, now that I'm getting recruited, how are they going to be able to make it to me, my brother's game, and then my game on Saturdays? So it's it's going to be hard, but I'll, I'll for sure step in, watch Jaden, watch Key, and all of them. Is your recruitment like? Is it what you expected? Because you got a little taste of it with your brother, but. Is it kind of the same, similar, or are you having your own little path? I want to. I want to go on top of his questions. Okay. Um, his, his question really quick. I, I feel like for your brother, because of his size, mm-hmm. it was a lot more instantaneous mm-hmm. in terms 100%. of in in terms of the caliber of schools that he was getting calls from. You mentioned getting calls from these big time head coaches. Uh, I, I feel like for you, and it's something that 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 Drayden went through as well. I mean, he's going to Rice. I, I feel like you know that you're there, but the offers you're not getting the calls that you're wanting i mean mm-hmm. you, you've been lucky enough to have some really big time offers i mean you you just got san diego state like a couple minutes ago um you got some ivy league schools some of the smaller d1s um but what is it like kind of juggling that like knowing that you have that knowing that that the coaches know who you are because of your brother but mm-hmm. it not quite being there just yet honestly to me it doesn't matter it's, it's a blessing every single offer i have like i just want to play on saturdays if it's a big school not a big school it's it's a blessing to have even have one offer so I'm I'm super happy but like yeah for my brother his recruitment was just different he'd walk into a camp and be six foot five and every coach looking at him for me I'd walk in be six foot shorter skinnier guy and I'd actually have to show them what I can do him his recruiting was a lot easier plus he he balled out as a sophomore in the playoffs so and he was six five so he was already set I want to dive a little bit deeper into the recruiting I know you have some official visits coming up so more Heath McCree when we come back to Flex. Flex, ATX, I'm your host, Zach Lucero. Joined behind the glass, Mr. Cameron Parker. Always bringing you the best on the ones and twos. Before you head out to, where are you DJing tonight? This bet has just got to end. It's just got to end. <laughs> until you until you DJ somewhere. <laughs> maybe maybe one of these kids that we have in here will have you DJ their like graduation party or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sure they day. would love that. Yeah, the, the two YouTube songs I select, yeah, really can set me up for success down on Dirty. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe a couple years you're, you're DJing uh, Westlake Prom, dude. God, hope not. <laughs> really hope not. Playing Cupid Shuffle like three times or something. Cupid Shuffle, and what's the other one slide? To the, is that two cha-cha slide? That's the other one. Yeah, we'll just put that on repeat. Yeah. Uh, we are also joined by maybe the best McCree to ever come through Westlake High School. Yep. One yeah, of definitely. The best McCree since 2022? Uh, I think 2021. When, when did your brother graduate? 2021 or 2022. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. The best McCree that also runs track yeah, at a high sure. level, yeah. Mr. Heath McCree. Heath, so we talked about, we, we started getting into your recruiting a little bit. Really quick, I, I saw you post them um, on, on Twitter. Um, run through kind of your summer. Uh, I feel like you have a couple of visits planned, and, and you're still kind of trying to figure out the recruiting side of things. So run, run through your summer. Yeah, so uh, when I got my first offer from Air Force, that was surreal. That's, that's a feeling that not a lot of people get to feel, and it, it feels amazing. So uh, my, my recruitment definitely picked up a lot more after they saw my track times and came and watched me in spring, even though I didn't get to do a lot of contact stuff because I was going far in track. But a lot of coaches came out, and it's, it's been a blessing. But I've gone to um, – I went to North Texas, Wake Forest, and then I'm going to visit 
uh, Houston, U of H this weekend. Then I have an official to Boston College the 16th or 18th of June. Busy. Busy travel schedule. Yes, sir. Then has Boston College offered yet? Yes, sir, they have. So what what are you looking for? I, I mean, I'll be mentioning you got the San Diego State one. You have a Boston College. Boston College, I mean, that's a that's a Power 5 offer right there. So mm-hmm. um, what are you looking for when, when when these schools are reaching out to you and you're going on these visits and you're sitting with your family and going over the offers that you have? What are you looking for in a school? And then, and then are, are there some schools that, that you're really that you that you're liking so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I look for competitive football for sure, like – Power five, that's you don't get any better than that. So I'd love to play there. But my parents, when they look at schools, they look at good education. They're not looking as much as the football, which Boston College definitely has. But I'm looking at all my offers right now. My my recruitment is still very, very open. But I want to go see Boston College because it's, it's definitely one of my top ones because it's power five, great facilities, great school, and it's in Boston, which is a pretty pretty sick place to be. So, And, and then when these coaches are talking to you, how, how are they describing to you that they would use you in, in their offense? I've actually been recruited to play both inside and outside they just want they say like inside receiver um because i'm not a six three six four height guy but they when they they want to use me outside to burn over the defenses just use my speed so i think i would play a lot of both really and then i've got recruited uh special teams as well kick returner punt returner and whatever they else whatever else they need me to do are you going to be the main returner this year for westlake yeah yes i will how what what's what's a better feeling like ripping off a big return or catching like a bomb Oh, return for sure because and there's not that there's not as many of those but yeah the return is the best feeling like what uh i think it was against ridge point uh no it wasn't ridge point cedar ridge it was cedar ridge our first playoff game we thought we were going to come in and whoop them and then their very first drive they go in and score and then the very first kickoff they kick it to me and i took it back for a touchdown and that solidified the game right there so it's there's no better feeling than that. And then you mentioned um, you're like pretty, pretty highly regarded in track and field as well. I mean, Rod Babers, that that's how he knew you was mm-hmm. for was for track. And you're yeah. like, hey, I play football too. Um, we we had Ashton Torrens in here. Let, let's start with him. How? I mean, that that dude's a freak, right? Yeah, no, that, that that's my guy. He's he's a stud. He's gonna go be a, be the guy at Miami. Like he's he's a freak. Like working out with him in practice just kind of it's it makes you better but it, it makes you feel slow like I'm not a slow guy and I work out with him and I feel slow like he's he is a freaking freak of freak of nature like he's a stud and then so you're getting these offers um for football are any schools talking to you for track and in, in any of these schools um when you're talking to them are you asking them like hey would I have the opportunity to run to run track as well yeah so I've had uh, I actually got offered by army when I got for track and football when they offered me but I've had a lot of the schools that I have offers from for football have their track team has reached out, and that's exactly what I ask. I'm like, is this going to be a toll on my body? Will I have time to do this, especially now with spring ball? Like uh, one of my trainers, uh, Chooks, his son, uh, is at Pitt, mm-hmm. and he, he does both, but he didn't even really get to run track because of spring ball. So I don't, I don't really know. I'm still figuring it out, but I, I'd love to do both. I, I love track, and uh, it would be awesome to do both. And then so like best-case scenario – um, what events are you running in in track at the next level, you think? Uh, 100, 200, just sprints. And then if they need me on the relays, I'll definitely do it. And then in your opinion, um, I mean, you you played basketball, uh, then you run track as well, but mm-hmm. you're a football first guy. How? What? What is something that you took from each sport that, that has helped your football game? Oh, basketball has definitely made me a way, way better receiver. Like just being loose, being able to run routes. Like if you do a release, really, it's like a between the legs, it's like a between the legs or a crossover. It's 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 a lot of fun. And then track is just made speed. Like I just become a way faster receiver. So they've both helped in a big big way. But I'd say mainly basketball. Like coaches for my brother, the reason he got recruited so much is because he was a stud on the basketball court too. So coaches look for that. They want people that play both because it shows how athletic they are. We had Ed Small on the show. Was it two three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Found out that uh, he's a big dancer. Taking dance classes, uh, any of those offered at Westlake? They have, they have a class at Anderson called Athlete Dance. Yeah, I mean, they don't offer that at Westlake, but even if they did, I, you probably wouldn't see me. Doing you wouldn't it. take it? No, but what I started recently is Pilates. Believe it or not, yeah. core, core Pilates. It is the hardest thing I've ever done. It is so hard, but it, it, it helps. Like so, I, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When Please. I when I walked in, I saw three, four Texas football players there. I saw. Uh, 
Kenneth Lofton, the dude from the Grizzlies, like mm-hmm. at the place I go to, and they're all doing it, like every single sport. So Kenny G I'm, does Pilates. I would not have guessed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so, a he's a big dude. He's huge. I don't know how he was doing it. So yeah, the, it helps a lot, and all the pro athletes do it. So I'm definitely not in the wrong spot. He's a walking bucket as well. Now, so you you played for, you were at Lake Travis freshman year. You, you've been at Westlake. I'm curious where because you've seen both sides. Where does Westlake make up ground or maybe you know puts themselves ahead of other programs? Is it I've heard maybe it's the Peewee when when the, the kids start learning the offenses through Peewee football? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the training? What do you think separates Westlake from the rest of the schools in this state? I think a hundred percent our coaching staff. Like we go into every game confident. Even if even if we're losing at halftime, our coaches are so good at making adjustments during halftime. Like against North Shore uh, last year was a game that we actually lost, but we were losing at halftime. Everybody went into halftime super, super calm. Our coaches made the adjustments, and it was we went back out. And I mean, we didn't win, but we normally go in. It's definitely our coaching staff. All right, so we only got a couple minutes left, so I'm gonna hit you with the rapid fires. Okay. okay. Um, all right. First question. They so the supposedly they're coming out with the NCAA football game. Mm-hmm. May, it might be a might be. Might be being boycotted by yeah. our boy Chase Griffin, who we've had on the show before. And a handful of athletes, too, so I don't know. Um, but if they it. do, what's your overall? So you're you're at Boston College, freshman receiver. Yeah. What's your overall? And then what's your, like, one skill that's, like, super high? I got uh, – overall, I'll probably start off, like, 80, but I got 99 speed, 100%. I don't know about overall, but I'll, I'd say 99 speed, 100%. All right, so you're you're the captain – in pickup, like two hand touch football, mm-hmm. you see Lake McCree, mm-hmm. you see Heath McCree. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you know about both of those guys, you got the, you got Heath. That's like a burner. You got yep. your brother. That's obviously six five. Who are you? Who are you picking first? Man, I'm taking me. That's an easy question. Easy that's question. It. Next question. Um, have you ever one on one against your brother? I have. I have. I mean, I, I played defense against him. He can't guard me because he just can't. But I, I played defense against him, and I I can stay with him but then he just catches the ball over me because he's six five so yeah yeah um okay uh what's your go-to uh like what's on your pregame playlist what do you listen to uh gunna i actually listen to a i actually listen to a lot of gunna pregame i've actually got into a i love uh he was playing prime time i love him he's he's a good artist um who else Lil baby Lil baby's a go-to as well i love Lil baby all right, Heath. It's been super fun, bro. Something I've, I, like I said, I've really been looking forward to, to talking with you. I think you're going to be a big, big piece of Westlake next year, um, and, and a big, a big, big piece of a lucky university here in a couple years. Uh, so before we let you go, thank you for pulling up. And then uh, who are you shouting out to? Uh, shout out my brother because I know he's listening. So I'm just saying you can't guard me. That simple. And uh, shout out my grandma. I think she's listening as well. Shout out my nana. I love her. And uh, shout out my family. Shout out my teammates and shout out my coaches. Cameron Parker, thank you as always. Your shout outs. Uh, Coach Scott Hermes for coming on the program. Appreciate it. And Heath for coming in studio. It's, it's been a great show. Thank you for having me. I'm Zach Lucero. Shout out Austin Radio Network for the opportunity. Shout out to KVU Corey and Heath McCree for pulling up. Shout out to all my G's. Shout out God. Shout out gang. See you next week.